Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Thank you guys for coming. Super appreciative uh, that you guys want to hear what I have to say. Don't know why, but hopefully I'm able, able to add some value here for you guys. Um, I do want this to be uh, participatory, right? So I want it to be kind of not just a speech, not just me up here presenting, you guys listening, taking some notes. Ultimately, I don't, I don't think that always translates into action, and I'm all about action. So I, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, I don't want anyone to be shy. If you're shy, I guess that's okay. I probably won't notice. But hopefully at least some of you aren't shy and can participate. I think there's a lot to learn from each other uh, in addition to, to what I have to say. That being said, I believe my beautiful wife, Ariel, handed out some uh, flyers. If you go ahead and scan the QR code, I am bribing you guys heavily throughout this week. Uh, we are giving away a 65-inch screen TV, a, a Yeti a Tundra Hard Hall Cooler, uh, and a host of other prizes. We will have an awesome arcade game that we will actually be giving away tomorrow as well. Uh, and in addition to a whiskey set and a host of other, other prizes for scanning that, for coming to this, and then for dropping by booth number 409 across from Sherwin-Williams tomorrow. So you won't miss us, but do come by, say hello. Uh, we would love to, to get to know you further. Okay, that being said, Right now, we are going to speak about systems that enhance the buyer's journey. So ultimately, this is, is related to the brain melt session I just moderated, which is decommoditizing your painting business. Ultimately, the goal here is to give your customers a reason to pay you more money and still have your close rate high. You don't want to be uh, company X, right? Ultimately, you don't want to be company X. You want to be John's house painting, elite painting, whatever your company is, and then the other guys are company X, right? So that's what this is about. Uh, we'll be covering some uh, systems you can use, some software, and, and essentially the, the theory behind it and how you guys can actually go home and implement this in your business. So what we're going to cover, what is the buyer's journey? What does that even mean? Uh, and how can automations make for a world-class customer experience? What are you really selling? We're not selling paint jobs. Uh, spoiler alert, what are you really selling and to whom are you selling it? The two steps to making effective painting sales, I think keep, keep it simple stupid, I'm a big fan of that acronym, or keep it, keep it simple silly, uh, depending on how PC you are, I'm, I'm not that PC. Why the primary benefits of automation vary by lead source. So hopefully you guys are getting leads a variety of different ways and how these automations impact your leads really largely depends on where they came from. And then how to close higher profit jobs while simultaneously improving your close rate. That's really, that, that last bullet is really the crux of what I wanna cover here. All right, so who am I and why should you listen to me? So you all have a copy of my book, uh, read it, read it. I think it will help you guys. It, it is a deep dive into sales system and all the different things you can be doing online. Uh, industry partner of the PCA. I, prior to founding Painter Marketing Pros, I, I grew and sold a successful service-based business. That was how I learned marketing myself. It was an auto detail business, mobile auto, auto detail business. If you guys think you are a commodity, imagine being a mobile detail business. That is a commodity. So I had to figure out how to stand out and how to find the, 
the value-conscious customers and convince them to pay me more money than my competitors. Uh, prior to Painter Marketing Pros, ran a successful generalist agency before founding Painter Marketing Pros, found a lot of success in home services, painting in particular, and I think that there is a lot of professionalizing, uh, you know, a lot of what we're gonna be talking about in the PCA in general and, and at this expo. I think there are big strides coming for the painting industry, and I am honored and humble and, and really excited to participate in it. Uh, I'm creator and host of the Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast. Hopefully, some of you guys have listened to that. It's where we interview owners of painting companies that are doing over a million a year. Oftentimes, they're doing well over that. Uh, we've had Jason Paris. Um, we've had uh, Nick Slavic. We've had a lot of big names on the podcast, and I think that the value conveyed there is, is very big. Uh, and it's not just me. It, you know, it's, it's them. Um, creator of the Learn to Grow Marketing for Painters webinar series. This one... I don't think it was quite as popular, but I, there is a lot of value there. It's on PCA Overdrive. It, it's a deep dive into a lot of different marketing techniques, uh, sales techniques, so do check that out. And then author of uh, the Sales System Playbook for Painting Contractors, How to Build Qualified Leads on Demand and Build Yourself Out of Your Painting Business. So what is the buyer's journey? The buyer's journey is the active process, and this is a little bit my definition, I took it from HubSpot and I added to it. So it's the active process someone goes through leading up to and through the completion of a purchase, including the decision of whether or not to leave a review or provide referrals. I think that back-end treatment of your customer, how they walk away from the experience ultimately plays a very big role in how many referrals you get and how much repeat business you get and ultimately your reputation and how many five-star Google reviews you ultimately have. Uh, ultimately, you, your job in sales, your job in marketing, is to get people to know, like, and trust you. Right? That's ultimately what you are trying to do. And so that's what a lot of this stuff accomplishes. Uh, it, it, ways that you can get people to know, like, and trust you are examples of your past work. You know, people want to see what you've done before. In painting, that's very easy. It's much easier than, than other industries like electricians or, or plumbers. Uh, and they want to see customer reviews or testimonials, right? That social proof, especially if you can use different apps uh, like Nearby Now that basically actually show all these different reviews in neighborhoods. So they actually see, oh, my neighbor uh, used them and, and their house looks great, right? That's why bandit signs work so well. That, that's why you tend to get business from that because it's that social proof. And now you've served someone who is like me. They're my neighbor. They live in the same place. They, they took a risk on you and it paid off. So maybe I should too. A scripted video sent by a text and email. So this is something not a lot of you guys are doing. And this has been, I would say, one of the most impactful ways that we've been able to, at Painter Marketing Pros, benefit our customers. We actually send them scripts uh, of a, a pre-sell, of a after you deliver an estimate, I call it a post-sell, and then ultimately a, a review generation um, email of basically telling the customer what they can expect and why you are different. So one of the examples would be prior to showing up to an estimate, they would get uh, a link via text and email. They would click that link, and it would be the owner or the project manager or whoever is responsible. You need to have somebody accountable. Right? The buck has to stop with somebody, and you have to convey that, that the buck stops with this person. This is the person you contact. If there is a problem, if the painter screwed up, people worry about subcontractors, lack of accountability, this is the person you contact. And the video would go something, Hey, thanks so much. I, I'm John with John's House Painting. Thank you so much for requesting an estimate from us. I want to let you know what you can expect next. 
Our guys are going to arrive at a set appointment time. We're going to run through our 16-step inspection process. Whatever, whatever your process is, whatever your, not to get overly uh, marketing, whatever your unique selling propositions are, just means why would someone pay you more money, right? If you don't give people a reason to pay you more money, they are not going to. And ultimately, you're going to be competing on price because logically, they're not going to pay you more money just because you're you. They don't know who you are, right? Um, so give them that reason and then send them any kind of certificate of liability insurance and any kind of licenses you have if you have to be licensed. If you have a warranty, don't just say you have a warranty. Hopefully a lot of you guys, I think it's very impactful to hand, hand people something physical. We obviously live in a digital world. My world is largely digital, but physical uh, does things. When you hand people a binder, when you hand people a professional folder and you have laminated sheets in there, you hopefully have SOPs written out. Right? So they can know actually all the different steps that are going to happen. The, the antithesis to this would, of course, be writing your, your estimate on a napkin. I don't think anyone here is doing that. But you want to basically go the absolute opposite end of that spectrum. Right? So when you hand people this physical stuff and, and your insurance and every, all, all the other relevant information, if you have a warranty, if you have a guarantee, write it down. Don't just say it. Don't just say we guarantee your satisfaction. Or we have a one-year, three-year, five-year workmanship warranty. Whatever you have, have it written, have it in their hand, but also send it to them digitally. Where we found a lot of success with this is immediately after the estimate. So immediately after the estimate, if you haven't closed you know, at the estimate, which a lot of times you don't, then we will have them receive a message that says, oh, by the way, here's our certificate of liability insurance, here's our workman's copy, you know, whatever it is, whatever, whatever your, if your workmanship warranty, obviously include that, and they can actually click on the links and pull it up. And that is just, that's a game changer, right? The, I think we all know the bar in, in painting is not as high as it could or should be. If you show up on time, if, you're, if you don't look like a slob, you know, like, wow, that's impressive. So imagine if you can actually put these processes or even just some of these processes in place, you know, it, it becomes unfair. Ultimately, that's, that's my goal for, for our customers. That's what I think your goal should be for your business. It should be when you show up, it's just not fair. It's not fair to the other two, three companies that showed up. Any fans of The Office in here? I'm a, a very big fan of The Office. Uh, I have watched it way more than I should have, but that's okay. I, I always feel like it's me and middle school girls who watch it, but I'm glad that some of you guys watch it as well. Um, so what are you saying? There's a scene in The Office where Michael, Michael Scott asked Jim, uh, prior to them going on a sales call, he's trying to convince him to wear his watch. Jim doesn't want to do it. And he says, well, what are we selling? Jim says, paper. Well, the paper is really secondary. What we're selling is success, right? And I think in, in this room, I think it's relevant what I, I believe strongly that what you are selling is not painting, right? I think that the painting is largely secondary. I think what you're selling is peace of mind, right? Ultimately, you're trying to get people who value peace of mind. They want to know this is something they don't want to do. If they wanted to do it, they wouldn't be contacting you. This is something they want to know is done right. For you guys, you do it every single day. $5,000, $6,000, $10,000 quote means nothing to you, really. To them, it's a lot. Even, even affluent homeowners, you know, I think there's, and, and I don't think anyone in here is going to have this misconception, but I think there's a misconception that if you go into a very wealthy home, that they're just price insensitive, that they'll just open up their wallet and it doesn't matter. I, I have found it's, it's almost the opposite, especially when you get to the most upper echelons. Uh, a lot of our painting partners have actually found a lot of success in sort of the 60 to 90 percentile demographic, and then the top 10, they just don't touch them because they'll be overly tight or overly difficult or whatever that is. Um, maybe that's part of how they got to the top 10. I don't know. But ultimately, you want to be that antithesis to 
Chuck and a truck. Just everything you think of about Chuck and a truck, you do the opposite. Right? So for many repaint jobs, a, a viable substitute, not for the people you're targeting, but they could, a viable substitute to hiring a painting company is them doing it themselves. If you think about other contractors, other professions in general, that's usually not the case. Right? I, 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 an orthodontist, I'm going, I can't do that myself. Right? A, a dentist, I'm not going to do it myself. Um, an electrician, I'm not going to do it myself. I did some electrical work. I, I experienced quite a, a jolt, and I don't do that anymore. That was dumb. I, that, I call that a stupid tax. I've paid many of them in my life, and I paid a big one that day. Uh, plumbing. You know, I'm, I'll do light plumbing. I'm not going to go, you know, I'm not going to pull a permit and, and do plumbing. wouldn't be able to do that. People can paint. So I think, why, well, why should I hire a painter, right? Well, you're hiring them because they're professional, because they're going to get a job done, and because you don't have to do anything. They can trust you to get that job done. So what you're selling them is peace of mind. You solve their problem. Their problem is they don't like their house, they don't like whatever, and you're going to solve it for them. Who is your ideal customer avatar? Of a show of hands, how many of you guys have actually and I will be honest, I actually hate this exercise. I do. I, I do not like it, uh, but I do recognize the importance of it. So I've done it quite a few times. How many of you guys have actually sat down and written out who your avatar is? Okay, so uh, about six. Right, about six of you guys. So you want to take this to a level that seems like it doesn't make sense. You want to, know, you want to almost know what TV shows they watch. You know, stuff like, well, how is that relevant for a paint job? And there's a, a quote that... I really like, if you can see the world through Joe Jones' eyes, then you can sell what Joe Jones buys. Right? If you can understand how Joe Jones thinks, what he values, what he cares about, what his life is like, then you can ultimately be the solution to his problems. If you are tone deaf, if you don't really understand it, but well, I slap paint on a wall, you know, or we, we have the most beautiful paint, but, but maybe that's not really what he's focused on, then your close rate's going to hurt. Your profitability is going to suffer from that. Right? So, so kind of some... Uh, things here, demographics, homeowner, 30, 35 plus years old, typically female, occasionally male. You know, a lot of times it will be females. Uh, married with two to three kids, 125 plus annual household income, that, that nice sort of upper income bracket. Uh, family oriented, upper middle class, upper class neighborhood takes an interest in her community. Some of that stuff doesn't seem super relevant, but it is, especially the community. When you start to think about referrals, when you start to think about people being thought leaders in their neighborhood, those are good targets. Right? You're going to increase referrals. People think referrals, they think repeat business, they think that's a passive process. It's an active process. That's an intentional process. It can be passive if you want to take 40 years. Right? There's, there's some painting companies that have just been around forever, generation and generation, and now they're big. I personally wouldn't want to take that time to grow a business, and, and I think a lot of you guys probably wouldn't either. Uh, pains and frustrations, not satisfied with the house color or the paint quality. Wants a house to look better, doesn't trust contractors. So this is a big one, doesn't trust contractors. And I think it's helpful if you guys sometimes put yourself in the buyer's shoes. You know, some of you guys do more holistic services, and, and so maybe you, you have remodeling companies, maybe you have a, a lot of relationships, electricians and plumbers and all these different things. Uh, some of you don't. But almost every well-to-do homeowner has been screwed by a contractor. Right? It's, you guys have the problem that I have. I am a, a dirty marketer. Right? I am lower than a used car salesman. Of a show of hands, how many of you guys have been screwed by a marketer? So a lot more than have done the customer avatar. Right? You guys are, are sold snake, snake oil, you know, and the homeowner, they have the same problem. And your painters, your painting contractors, you're, you're, you don't do that other stuff, but to the homeowner, you're a contractor. You know, we're, we're not as special. I, I think I'm really special. You know, I specialize only, only work with painting contracts. We're very good at what we do. But in your eyes, I'm not special. 
I'm, I'm a marketer, right? So ultimately, you have to get them to know, like, and trust you. Why are you different? Why are you not going to screw them when they hand you an $8,000 check, right? Um, embarrassed by the house appearance, too busy to deal with it herself. Again, pains and frustrations, fears and implications. So this is deeper than a lot of people go. Uh, embarrassed by the paint job. She gets ripped off. People don't want to get ripped off. A home damaged by the painting company. Obviously, that would be a problem. That's where that accountability comes into play. If I have a problem, who am I calling? Who's coming out here? What's your process? If you guys are delivering SOPs, which I would strongly, standard operating procedures, I would strongly encourage you to be doing that in both physical and digital format. What, what's the, how do you troubleshoot? If something goes wrong, what happens? Because right? ultimately, you're going to allay any fears that they have. Uh, items stolen from the home. Obviously, this is a big fear, especially when, when people think about subcontractors. How much did you really vet them? Do you guys have a vetting process? Are they background checked? Right? Is there some sort of apprenticeship program before, you know, is there a monitoring of every single painter who comes on there and they personally vetted by the owner? Whatever that process is. Uh, goals and desires. Make the house look good. Have a well-kept home she is proud of. Take care of her family. Uh, more income, money, wealth, respect, and approval of friends, family, and relatives. So this is big. So I think the, the biggest difference between painters and other contractors is, is pain, painting is so visible, right? And, and that's helpful in marketing. You guys can market with, with Facebook and Instagram, and social media is huge for you guys because of that beauty, that aesthetic. But it also makes it risky. It is risky for the homeowner to hire you. If they hire a plumbing company, that's risky for its own reasons, but they're not going to show off their piping to their friends. They're not going to come over and they're going to go, whoa, that, that pipe doesn't, is not very attractive, right? Unless maybe they have some sort of industrial setup or some sort of modern home, but that's pretty unusual. They're not going to show that. Nobody's going to see it. They are going to, you guys are right there, right? So if you screw up, talk about a black spot. And people, you know, it's widely known that people are more afraid of what I'm doing right now public speaking than they are of death. People are pretty afraid of death, right? I'm a little bit afraid of death, kind of bothers me, makes me think I have some unresolved, you know, I'd, I'd like to, to know that I'm totally ready, but that is a high bar. If people are that afraid of public speaking, why? Because people have sensitive egos. People have delicate egos. They're afraid of what you think. And so if they're afraid of what you think, imagine what they think about what their in-laws think what their friends think, what their family think, especially when you're targeting this upper demographic, I say they're either going to be a zero or a hero. If you come in, maybe you didn't help them with the color matching, maybe they picked out colors that really were not a good fit, uh, or you just did a shoddy job, and then they have their, the in-laws, I think is the best example, their in-laws come over, and it's, ooh, did you, you change the house a little bit? That's pretty embarrassing. Now, what if you guys knock it out of the park? You help them every step of the process. You hold their hand. They don't know the, the, the color match. They don't know what kind of paint they need to be using. People come in, wow, I love what you did, but this looks amazing. Zero to hero, right? The ego is very tied up in the service that you guys are offering. Uh, so who is, what, what does your ideal customer avatar want? So they want a top-notch paint job that looks beautiful and will last. That's where that workmanship warranty comes into play. Are you guys, you know, one of the fears of, of homeowners that maybe don't know a whole lot but know enough are you, what kind of paint are you going to use? I'll tell you that I asked that question. We got our house repainted a couple years ago, and I really wanted to know. And, I, and it seemed like he didn't want to tell me, so that was a follow-up, and that, that created in me a seed of doubt. Is he going to go in and, and kind of buy junk paint to increase his profitability a little bit on the job, and, and then a couple years down the line, he's going to be gone, you know, and, and maybe he doesn't even have a business anymore, right, that contractors come and go, uh, and then I'm stuck with that. 
Uh, so how do you demonstrate that? Online reviews. Online reviews are huge. So there was, I ran one of the brain meld sessions, and I believe it was Brent Monger with Another Man's Treasures. He has over 1,200 reviews on Google, over 1,200, the most I have ever heard of. I, you know, I think if you get over 100, you're, you're pretty solid. If you get a couple hundred, you are crushing it. He has over 1,200. I asked him how he did it. He said he gets a review every single time. Uh, I asked him how he did it, and he does it in person. So he, and he physically will take out his phone, and he'll pull up the reviews, and he will have them leave it. Now, he's also kind of a, you know, I think he might put him in a chokehold. I'm not 100% sure, <laughs> but he gets that review, right? And, and so I think the kind of the squeaky wheel gets the grease. If you're providing a valuable service, if, if you know that what you provided was worth the value, and you know that you're doing things right by that homeowner, and you've been communicating with that homeowner, you've been setting expectations, you've been taking care of them, there is nothing wrong with a little kick in the butt sometimes to get the review. I think a, a lot of the painting company owners I speak with just seem afraid, seem timid. You know, well, I send them and I, I never hear back. You know, and then I call them and, and they say they'll do it and then they don't do it. Yeah, they're not gonna do it because it's a pain in the butt. You know, it's, there's a barrier, right? It's all about remove the barriers. They're, they're ultimately, and, and I, I've had experiences, I've been in, I mean, random experiences. I've been in a Walmart and, and I, some employee just was exceptional. And I, I kind of don't expect them to stay probably there very long, but just exceptional. You know, it goes and shows like way above and beyond to help me. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call Walmart and I'm gonna actually name this employee. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go online, I'm gonna write a review and name this. I asked for the name and everything. About half the time, I don't do it. It's not because I, I'm a bad guy. It, it's not because I don't care. I just, I get busy and I don't even think about it. And then like three weeks later, I'm like, oh crap, what, what was her name? Like, oh man, right? And that's what the homeowner does. When you're talking to them, if you've crushed it, they're having a great, they're really, really happy. Ultimately, they have busy lives. You guys are busy. They're, you know, customer avatar, busy. They wanted it handled. If you don't make it super easy for them, your, your review, the percentage of jobs that you get reviews from will suffer. Uh, easy, easy process with clear expectations. No like and trust. If people know what to expect, then they are going to like and trust you more. So one of the, again, another topic that came up in the brain meld was p customers intervening kind of mid-job. How many of you guys have, have suffered that with, with homeowners sort of being involved? Or, or they are a uh, Google warrior, right? And so they're gonna tell you how to do your job, right? And, and that's uh, obviously a problem. Uh, I, think, I think doctors have, well not, I don't think it's doctors, maybe I think uh, pharmaceutical companies have, have sort of propagated that, right? Do you have any of these symptoms? And they go, now people diagnose themselves with WebMD and tell, they tell their doctor what they need. Uh, so of course they know how to paint better than you guys. They know their own medical um, needs. And then assurance that they will be taken care of, right? So how do, how do you demonstrate this? Guarantees, that sense of accountability. Who do I call? If you know who you call and you know what happens, you know you're not going to be screwed. Ultimately, what they're concerned about is you subcontract it, right? They, it pass the buck, pass the buck, pass the buck. Um, big problem. Reviews and testimonials explaining the quality control process. So one of the, the issues that came up in the brain meld was a homeowner, after one day, of finding this, this microscopic um, drop of paint on the floor, and then also seeing a, a little area that, that was maybe missed or, or wasn't covered quite as well with the coat, uh, first coat, and, and then just, just kind of jumping all over 
the homeowner. Actually, Michael, it was, so he's here. So that was the process that he ran into. And the solution that we came up with is SOPs, written SOPs with, uh, in plastic that you hand to the homeowner that the homeowner keeps. Right? Because he says, well, at the end of the job, we go through and we quality control this and we quality control that. And we clean up every, any little uh, overspray, whatever it is. But they don't know that. They just think you're doing a bad job. Right? So you, you have to tell them, well, hey, as a reminder, we walked through this in the beginning. We're on step three. And in step six, don't worry. We're going to resolve all of that. You're going to have ample opportunity to look at everything. And anything you're not happy with, we're going to take care of. Right? Peace of mind. Uh, the buyer's journey. So the steps in the buyer's journey. The homeowner feeling like they have control. So this sense of empowerment was another thing that came up. And I think window and door installers do it great. You know, they, they measure the doors. And then they go through and they say, okay, what, 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 kind of, what kind of door are, are you looking to get here? And the homeowner is almost building their own estimate. Right? They're kind of going along and building it. And I think that that's not very common in painting. But this sense that the, the customer is in the driver's seat, the customer has control, you, you haven't taken their money and maybe you're going to run, that is huge. Again, it's that peace of mind. So the buyer's journey, number one, they decide they have a want or need for a paint project. Uh, number two, they find your painting company. They have to find your painting company. Right? If you build it, they will not come. Uh, you, they have to know uh, who you are somehow. Referral or repeat customer. Uh, researching online, so Google Organic or PPC. Facebook or other social media, paid leads or paid directory, Angie, Yelp, Home Advisor, whatever, Thumbtack, and then direct mail, direct door knocker, cold calling, right? These are all different ways. One and two can be flipped. If you're doing Facebook, if you're doing social media, that's interruption advertising. They weren't actively looking for you, but uh, maybe they decide they do want to use you. Three, contact your company to set up an estimate. Four, set up the estimate, conduct it. Five, book the project. Six, debate leaving you an online review. Here's where the chokehold really helps. Uh, seven, debate providing referrals, and then eight, potentially become a repeat customer. So in a nutshell, uh, this is, is essentially what it looks like. And so let's look at how having automations, having systems can enhance each of these components. So one, decide they have a, a need or a want for a paint project. So, so marketing proactively on Facebook and Instagram, I, I know a lot of you are uh, doing organic posting, you're, you're boosting your ads, um, which is good. But having, it, having a structure there, right? Make sure you're using 80-20, 80% value add, 20% sales and marketing. You don't want to, well, we're running this special. Well, we do this. Well, this is what makes it. You don't want to just spam people because that's a great way for people not to pay attention to what you're doing. Uh, door knocking, direct mail, all those things, cold calling can achieve the same effect. Uh, find your painting company as a potential option. So make sure you are taking great care of the customer on the back end as much as the front end. That ensures a high referral and repeat customer growth mechanism. Contact your company to set up an estimate. So, so automations here is huge. I, I believe that the most important part of the automations is the pre-sell. When you walk into a customer's home, they need to be pre-sold on you. They need to almost be looking for a reason to not do business with you, right? It, ultimately, it shouldn't be any kind of a hard sell. Uh, speed to response. So calling them in under 60 seconds. It always it baffles me the bar that, that some painting company owners feel is good here. You know, well, I, I call them back within 15 minutes or or I, yeah, I call them at lunch. Or yeah, well, I call them twice or three times. It's definitely a fake lead. No, it's probably not a fake lead. Your sales process is not good, right? Uh, text and email for no response. When you call, you need to have an automation there. If they don't answer, it should wait a minute. I, I believe you guys, you guys are going to get automations from me now because I bribed you to do it. So when you scan that QR code, now you're going to get a couple messages from me. Um, and they, they look, you make them look natural, right? So when, when you actually 
have that, that automated call. And the automated is, is not a robot. It's a robot for you, right? So you, you get a call, hey, Bob Smith just uh, requested an estimate. Press 1 to be connected to Bob Smith now. 1. Ring, 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 ring. Hello? Hey, Bob, this is John with John's House Painting. I saw you just request an estimate. I wanted to go ahead and get that set up for you. When works best for you? Right? Bob doesn't answer. About 60% of the time he doesn't because random number, you know, telemarketer, whatever. 60 seconds later, Bob's going to get a text message. Hi, Bob, John with John's House Painting. Sorry to request an estimate. Just tried to give you a ring. Wanted to go ahead and get that set up for you. Right? About 90% of the time at that point, you have the estimate set up. Right? If you're doing Home Advisor, if a lot of you guys will probably use Home Advisor or Angie or things like that, and the, the complaint, of course, uh, valid, is that they're selling the lead to a bunch of companies that are just getting spam, 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 spam. If you don't have that automation set up, you're going to get a lot of slippage. You're going to lose a lot of leads. You're going to end up in a lot of uncomfortable uh, conversations with Home Advisor about whether that was a real lead or not. Uh, automated text back feature, and then have text and emails that touch base even up to a year out. So a lot of companies stop way too early. And this isn't spamming, right? It's not every day. Every, you know, people don't want to be spammed, of course. But it's follow up a little bit more routinely for the first couple of days, then touch them a week, touch them two weeks. Right, touch them a month, three months, six months, and a year. Especially when you get leads through Facebook, when you get leads who weren't actively looking for you, it wasn't a Google, it wasn't a cash-in-hand buyer, oftentimes it might be a little bit, well, they were thinking about it, maybe they had a glass of wine, they, they saw your ad come up, look beautiful, so they, they gave you their information, and then they're like, what was I thinking? I'm not going to do that right now. But then a year later, when, when they've known you and they've liked you and, and you've touched them in a professional, non-obnoxious way a few times throughout the year, they oh, wow, yeah, thanks so much for reaching back out. I can't believe you were still thinking about me. Yeah, I would like to move forward, right? So that is, is pretty key. And I, I do want to um, give you guys a recommendation. So we, we have a, a software we use. Tanner Mullen is sitting right there. He has a software, Drip Jobs. It does an excellent job of this. So he, he automates that sales process, that marketing process. He actually ran me through a demo of it. I would not recommend it and put my name behind it if I didn't think it was good. Uh, and then he does project management and a lot of other things. One of the issues in this industry is kind of having to tie all these different pieces of software together. So I think the more you can streamline that and simplify that, uh, the better off your life is going to be. And a lot of times, it can replace even having to hire an admin at that point or having to actually bring on another employee at that point. Leverage the software that is available. And you don't have to know it. You can, you can hire someone like Tanner or, or, or someone who knows it to, to set it up for you right, and, and make it ultimately very uh, user-friendly. Uh, four, setting up an estimate. So pre-selling is a critical component to high close rates. Ultimately. Our goal at Painter Marketing Pros with every painting partner we have is we want you to sell above market rates, right? You don't want to compete on cost. I've heard horror stories of, well, the, the customer, I, I went in and they said, well, you know, how much if you, don't, if you don't paint the doors? Well, you know, oh, but this other guy provided me this quote. Can you do, can you do any better? You know, can you, well, 10%. Well, what if I do that? How many of you guys deal with this on a regular basis? Right. Yeah, a lot, right? And, and ultimately, those are probably more problematic customers for you, right? Those are the ones that tend to, tend to you have callbacks with them, right? They tend to, they, they're going around with the magnifying glass trying to find a problem with what you just did, right? So the, I find that the, the more, um, we'll call neg negotiate, negotiating customers uh, tend to be the more difficult ones, right? So you decommoditize your painting business. Don't be company X. You are not company X. They know you. They like you. They've seen a video of the owner. They've seen a video of the project manager. Maybe they've seen a video of the estimator, however you want to set that up. But they have a relationship with somebody, with one of you, right, before you show up. One of the, one of the things that came up in the brain mob also was community engagement, especially if you live in sort of a smaller community. Um, 
chari charitable things, right? Setting up a fun run, doing things like that, contributing to charity, just being present in your community. Obviously, there are more official ways to do this, BNI, Chamber of Commerce, those, those kinds of professional networking groups, but also just giving back, people knowing you. Uh, there was a, a gentleman I was speaking with, and, and he said he went to the wrong house on accident. He, he was supposed to be providing an estimate here. He went, he went here. He knocked. They knew who he was. I think he might have actually gotten a job from it. He said, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I, I know. Wow, great. Right? That kind of awareness is not really possible for everyone. He's doing all the sales himself. But when he hires a salesperson, they're not going to have that brand awareness. So how do you fix that? You fix it through the videos. You fix it through getting them to know either that salesperson or him still. And he's ultimately oversees every project. He's accountable. You know, if you are comfortable with it, here's my cell phone number. Right? You can put it on snooze or whatever. And, and now they, they still feel that sense of, wow, you know, the, I, I already know you guys. I already like you guys. It's not, oh, okay, okay, my guard is up. You're a contractor. What's your price? What are you going to do? And are you going to screw me? Give them a reason to pay you more money and still choose you. That's ultimately what it is. Uh, book the project, so deliver world-class ca customer experience, not just a world-class paint job. Uh, have reminders set up for when you'll be on site and keep the customer informed every step of the way. So I think Domino's, when they rolled out their delivery tracking system, I'm sure you guys saw the advertisements for it, and you can track your pizza, and, and I don't think you necessarily need to do that level, but obviously they have the budget and they're a big company, but how important is a, a $6 pizza relative to a $6,000 paint job? You should know way more about your pizza. You should know, oh, my pizza just, they just, they just rolled the dough. They just, they just put it in the oven. Oh, thank God, I'm going to keep watching this thing. Oh, the, the delivery guy arrived at the Domino store. I hope this goes well, right? They, they, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't be so much more in the loop about your $6 pizza. $6,000 paint job, I just gave the guy $2,000. I hope he comes. You know, I, I, hope, uh, I hope he doesn't screw my house up and they don't steal all my stuff. You know, I mean, that, right? Like that, that, there's a disparity there. Uh, I, think you, I think we can learn a lot from, from other industries and not just uh, pizza, pizza industries. You know, I, I think we can learn from plumbing. Plumbing and HVAC, they're 10 years ahead of us. Roofing, even roofing. Ten, roofers shouldn't be 10 years ahead of us. They just shouldn't, right? They just shouldn't. So there's a lot to learn. Uh, painting is, is antiquated. And I think that the, the PCA is doing an excellent job. I think events like this are an excellent job. And I think when we talk with everyone here and we mingle and we network, we get a sort of a false sense of where the industry is. Because these, you guys are the thought leaders. Right? You guys are here. Whether or not you have a, a big company yet or a small company, you're forward thinking, you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your business, and that is just not common, unfortunately. And I know that from talking with many, 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 many painting companies. Uh, and then have a very clear contact person the customer can reach out to. Some customers are more hands-on, for better or for worse, I would say for worse. Right? But having them know they have an outlet. Again, empower them. You're not just, you're doing what you're doing, and they just sit on their hands, and they hope you don't screw them. Empower them in a way that makes sense for you. Six, debate providing reviews. So ultimately, you complete the project. Uh, hopefully, you do a good job. And they're now going to debate providing reviews. Include a customer happiness card. If you guys aren't doing that, do it. Right? Create a little, a little business card. Hey, how was our service? Have a QR code. Super easy, where they can scan. All you got to do, you guys just, a bunch of you just did it for me. You point a, a camera at it. You just click the link, and your review should pop up. Remove those obstacles. Remove the barriers. Don't make it hard for people to leave you a review. Um, establish rapport. You know, have, incentivize your employees. Get them all rowing the same direction. Make it a, a, a cultural. You can do financial incentives. You can do $25 or $50 for every five-star review. Uh, I would argue 
that it actually works better if you do have an in-office scenario. Oftentimes you don't, but you can still do it over social media. There's still other ways to spotlight employees. People get more out of recognition than they do money, especially when it's $25 or $50. People want to be recognized. They want to be appreciated. You're going to improve your employee retention by doing this. right? So friendly competition, you don't want to make it fierce. But whoever gets the most reviews in a quarter gets a cruise. How much is a cruise? Cruise is $500. Cruise is not very expensive. If you're getting a bunch of Google reviews, you should pay $500 for that all day long. Right now, they, they can take pictures, they can post it to your, your, um, you know, your company social media, and, how, and you can broadcast that to the community. And I was like, wow, they take good care of their employees. Happy employees equals happy homeowners. Right? People who aren't happy working for your company are not going to produce good results and, and create good relationships with your clients. Include a customer happiness call. This needs to be part of your standard operating procedures. Call them manually. Some of this stuff does have to be manual. Right? Call them the next day. Make sure you didn't just take their money and run. Follow up. Make sure they're 100% happy. And then have automated text and emails that go to the customer. So this part protects your reputation as much as it helps it. So what we do is we come at it very much from the angle of, is there anything wrong? Is, is there anything that we need to fix? Call me right away. I will make it right. Right, that's how you start. You don't say, hey, are you happy? Give us a review. Give us, give us, give me. Right, you start giving. You start saying, I want to, I'm reaching out to you to make sure we met or exceeded your expectations. And if we didn't, I'm going to make it right. You can call me right now. You can email me. I will come to your house. Whatever your process is, own it. Right? And after that, if you are happy, if you're satisfied with the job, it would really mean the world to us if you would leave us a review. It would allow us to serve more uh, customers in your community. Right, so, so start with the end customer in mind, not just going straight for the review. Debate providing referrals. Oh, I did have it in here. $100 in the 10%. So that, there are your numbers, people, if you're not using them. Uh, develop a referral program. Right, Encourage that. And then ultimately, are they going to become a, a repeat customer? Here's where people think repeat customers or referrals, they think it's this passive process. It is not a passive process process. It is an active process. Have a monthly newsletter that doesn't just, doesn't just show your project. Again, if you're doing community engagement, let people know you're doing a fun run. Let people know you're sponsoring X, Y, or Z. Let people know you're going to be out in the community. Uh, maybe you're sponsoring a Girl Scout or Boy Scout troop. Whatever it is that you're doing, convey that value to them. Right? Convey value that they would care about, not just uh, painting techniques. Right? And, and ultimately, you're going to get a lot of people to unsubscribe if you do that. And then stick to that 80-20 rule. 80% value add, 20% sales and marketing. You're developing a relationship here with these people. Um, so now we walk through the buyer's journey. I want to take a deeper dive into how automations actually help at, at each of these steps. And ultimately, it's about making every lead that you generate more valuable. You know, we, we come back to this idea that I need more leads. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, right? Or, or uh, you know, I, I, your leads weren't good. You know, that, that's the marketer's dilemma, right? Well, your leads, your leads suck. Well, no, they don't suck. You didn't call, right? And so that's, that's basically why we set up our process the way we did, because the sales process of a lot of painting company owners is essentially non-existent. What's your sales process? Well, what do you mean? That's what I get all the time. Well, what's, what happens when a lead comes in? I, I, get, I give them an estimate. No, no, you're not magically at their house. They just, you didn't teleport, and you know, there's a lot of steps, right? You know, you go in, and it's very consultative. So it's, hey, what are you looking for? What do you value? You know, okay, you want this, well, why? Why do you want it? I, want, I would just want to make sure that you can approach it. I want to make sure we're the right fit for you. I think you need to be willing to walk away from jobs. 
and that's where having your customer avatar defined, knowing what you do the best, knowing where you can provide value, you have to be willing to walk away. You have to be willing probably 10% of the time to say, you know what, I don't think we're the right fit for you. People respect you more for that. One of, the, one of our questions in our sales process is, what, what, makes, what in 12 months would make this just the biggest win for you? Right? What do you want out of a marketing? What are you looking for? Ah, well, well we, do, we do SEO, and we're going to do this on your website. And just, shh, don't say anything. Like, I'm just going to tell you what you're going to need. Right? It's all about that interactive, that reverse sale. What are you actually trying to get? And, and sometimes, you know, I'll tell you 20% of the time we walk away because we're not the right fit. And so I think painting, that's very uncommon. But when you do it, it makes a world of difference. One of the questions also that one of the participants said he asks is, have you ever received a professional paint job before? What, what a framing question. Have you ever received a professional paint job before? He, he just, what do you mean, right? He just took himself from a commodity. Well, I, you know, I slap paint on the wall and I'm going to do it better than the next guy. We're the premium pr pr provider. We're the pretty, whatever it is. And now he just asked them a, a qualifying question that just took their mindset and it just put it in a different place. Wow, this guy's a professional. He wants to actually know about my background and my experience with it. He's not just telling me what I need. So effective painting is really two steps. Get the right person through the door. So and that's where your defined customer avatar. Who are you actually trying to get and where are they? Where do you find them? How do you, if you can see the world through Joe Jones' eyes, you can sell what Joe Jones buys. How do you communicate to them right, in a way that resonates? And then give him or her a reason to pay you more money. Sell them the desired peace of mind. Right, so lead source is critical. I would say that generally the best of the worst is word of mouth. Referrals and repeat business is the best. You're just never going to get better. I'm never going to give you anything better than that. That, that is the best. Right? And we have, we have um, sometimes prospective customers come in and they say, well, my close rate is 85%. What do you do for marketing? Oh, well, people just know us. That's why your close rate is 85%. Right? If people know you, that is just the best lead you will ever get. And that's where being a little more active, having a referral program is huge. Uh, word of, uh, Google being organic, that, that's Google really tacitly recommending you. People trust Google um, a lot. And Google, Google being pay-per-click, direct mail, those things, interruption advertising on Facebook, and then ultimately, uh, last but not least, least um, the paper lead, you know, Angie, things like that. So here's where the systems automations make you shine. And some of what you guys have been saying uh, about really what you're selling, I, I love. So there's a, in the Painter Marketing Mastermind podcast, I, I had Tim Perryman of Perryman Painting, very successful, Sacramento, California. I think they're about $4 million. And he very much focused on what he runs as a people business. He doesn't run a painting business. He said, you can create a truly world-class training organization and invest heavily into his employees by consistently training, expanding, and developing your people. And that's where the power is. That is how a business expands. If you're in the people business, the painting is essentially secondary. Right? Happy employees yields happy homeowners or businesses or whoever you're serving. Your ideal customers need to know, like, and trust you. The average customer must be followed up with five to seven times before being comfortable. If you are scaling, if you're doing all this manually and, and you have aggressive growth goals, you are going to drop balls. Even if you hire people, you're going to drop balls. You're just not going to be able to follow up with that many people in that regimented way manually. That's where automations super help. Scripted videos, uh, examples of your past work, customer reviews, and, and all the um, paperwork and whatever else is going to convey that trust, right? That's the stuff that should be included. Uh, effective automation makes every lead you generate more valuable. It strengthens your sales process. For me, if, if a sale feels like a sale, then it went wrong. Right? When you go in and you're consulting, you guys are partnering together on that project. Especially for you residential painters, you're in their house. How much more personal does it get? You're in their home. If you're doing interior painting, I mean, their, their kids might be there, their pets, right? which to some people is like kids. That's a big deal. Do not underestimate that. That is a big deal. So ultimately, they don't want a hard pressing 
salesman or saleswoman. They want a partner. Right? They want someone who's going to hold their hand and is going to make sure that they're taken care of. The automations are going to handle much of the heavy lifting as you scale. Again, you'll drop balls if you don't have it. It touches on that multiple times, conveys that trust, and allows you to consistently generate reviews for your company. You need to have a process for reviews. Your painters, your, your crew leads, everyone needs to be on board with that process. That, that needs to be structured. If it's not, if you take away one thing from this, I would encourage you to take that away. Create a structure for your reviews. It's going to pay back huge dividends. So in terms of, of each of these lead sources, what I view the major benefits of automation. So word of mouth, the pros of word of mouth is high quality leads, they already know your value. They're exclusively yours. They're not, not home advisor and they're you and four of your closest friends at the same time. Typically high close rate for mid to high profit margins. These are your warmest and best leads. The cons is it's not scalable. Even with all these systems, it's, you're just going to only go so fast right? With, with that. And then automation does one primary thing here. They already know. They already like and trust you. It pre-sells them. It just kind of removes any sense of potential buyer's remorse or hesitation. You pre-sell them, right? So you solidify that sale. Uh, Intent-based searches. So this, is, this can be organic or paid ads, but they went on Google. These are cash-in-hand type buyers. They're actively looking for you. They are ready to move forward. Uh, the pros are exclusively yours. If they found, they clicked on you. Doesn't mean they're not going to get another estimate, but right then, they're yours. They didn't get sold to a bunch of people. Um, the cons is the organic leads in terms of marketing, it takes upfront investment and time, and PPC uh, takes money. You know, it's just, it's a more expensive lead source, but ultimately it's a great lead source. Automation does two primary things here. Speed to lead, right? Whether someone's filling out a web form, web, form, web forms are where uh, leads go to die. 90 plus percent of web forms fail to convert because they just go there, and if you respond within 24 or 48 hours, that's a win. I fill out a web form and I have no idea whether I'm ever gonna hear back or whether it's going to go to my spam or whatever is going to happen. I just basically throw it out into the ethos and I see what happens. I only do web forms if I really don't care. If they call me back, great. If they don't, whatever. Automations, you can call them back within 60 seconds. Imagine that experience. Someone goes to your painting website, they fill out the web form, and within 60 seconds they're on the phone with you. That's mind-blowing, right? If you convey that kind of value up front, they start to feel a lot more comfortable. You're going to hold their hand and take care of them. And then pre-sell. Again, still pre-selling them. Uh, prior to the estimate. Uh, direct mail, door hangers, so these more aggressive, uh, oftentimes in-person tactics. Pros can be extremely targeted, uh, and it can be affordable, especially door hangers. Uh, cons, it can be manual, it can be expensive with direct mail, and oftentimes people give up too early. So I'm not a direct mail guru, but I will tell you direct mail is something done over time. You don't send out one mailing, it didn't work, and you say direct mail, it doesn't work. Uh, you, direct mail is something you drip, right? You do it every six weeks or so, it does require a budget for that. Uh, and automation does one primary thing there, it pre-sells people. Interruption advertising, so here's what a lot of you guys are doing with the Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I've found a lot of success with kitchen cabinet refinishes. If you do that, a lot of success. Exterior painting, you can succeed. Uh, interior painting is a tough sell, I'll tell you that. On, on social media, interior painting is a tough sell, and I think, it's, I think it has to do with the imagery being difficult. You know, we, we've tried 360s, we've tried different things. Uh, it is just a tougher sell on social media um, in terms of paid ads. Google paid ads is very expensive. I'm sure a lot of you guys have, have tried that and sworn it off. Don't swear it off. Just figure out how to do it right or hire someone to do it. Um, pros, exclusive leads. Leads can be affordable when you get leads through this, especially if you're using messaging campaigns or, or whatnot. Obviously, with messaging campaigns, you would need automations. Um, cons, leads can be fickle. They're more interested in their cat videos. They just had some wine and your picture was pretty. Benefits, speed to lead, pre-sell. Again, that's speed to lead. You have to respond right away. Leads that aren't responded to within five Within 15 minutes, leads that aren't responded to are dead. 
If you don't, after five minutes, you have, if you respond to a lead within five minutes, you are 21 times, statistic is insane, I think it's in here somewhere, but I'm about to run out of time. You are 21 more times more likely to close a lead that you respond to within five minutes than you are if you respond after five minutes. That, that right, the, the bar is high. The bar is high in terms of the speed to lead, and a lot of uh, painting contractors don't realize that. Um, okay, so home advisors, things like this, it's easy. Start getting leads right away. The cons, I, I think we all know, um, you know, you have a, a lot of competition. Automation does three things here. You still automate with that. You still need to automate with that. Speed to lead, right? Everyone's fighting. Everyone's picking up the phone. Everyone's calling 600 times. They're getting bombarded. You need to have, you need to just have those leads on your phone right away. Differentiation, so you have to differentiate. And when they're getting those, those professional messages from you and all the other guys are like, well, I, I can do it. I can do it for $1,000 less. If you have the right person through the door and you give them a reason, if they're already going to spend six grand, they'll spend seven grand to make sure that it's right. right? They're already spending a lot of money. So the, the, the differential there is, is not what really typically makes or breaks your sale. And then pre-sell, conveying that value, shifting the, the, the prospect's mindset from a, what's your cost to how are you different. Right? A value mindset, not a cost mindset. Um, commoditize equals a low profit equals a bad life for you. The solution is effective automation. Uh, and then automate with this uh, follow-up. Okay, here's a statistic. Follow-up within five minutes, 20, 21 times more effective than calling after 30. Uh, and then after five minutes, the odds of qualifying a lead drop by 80%. So that, that is huge. 50% uh, of leads go with the vendor that responds first. That's a pretty powerful statistic. That's nuts, right? If you're on the phone first, you, you are the, you're, their, you're their person. And now someone else has to come in and unseat you. Right? You, they talk with John's house painting. Well, John's house painting. Oh, well, well, you know, whatever. Mike's house painting called me. But John's house painting is what's right here. So that, that speed to lead, uh, automate the follow-up. Text messages. Use text messages. Here's where automation is huge. 98 people are so inundated with email. Right? Email marketing is not dead. We don't do it. Really, not really. Uh, we do it for this. But email marketing is not dead. Don't listen to that. But people respond to 95% of text messages are responded to within three minutes because people are used to their friends text them, their family text them. A lot of businesses still haven't embraced that. So when you come through that medium, there's already a trust factor. There's an ease factor. People are so used to just sending text messages. Email, spam, 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 right? People don't tend not to respond to emails. Uh, make sure that, again, if, if they don't pick up that phone, that they're getting automated text messages and that, that you are following up with them. Some simple math. You can get 40 leads, 20% conversion at 5K ticket value, 40,000 a month. If you just treat those leads better, if you just actually have a, a more structured automated sales process, you can go from 40K a month to 100K a month with the same exact leads, right? Same leads, same lead source, no more spend on your marketing, maybe a little bit for um, whatever software, but overall it's extremely affordable. Uh, track everything, track your KPI. Don't just track how many leads you get. If you're using multiple different lead sources, don't just track how many leads you get. Track what your close rate is, track what your average ticket value is, track what your profit margin is, and somehow try to track whether you like that customer, whether that customer was a headache for you, maybe even a, a note section. And then ultimately here are um, some tools that you can use, nearby now, signpost, bird eye review buzz. Again, drip jobs does an excellent job, automation scheduling, you can use them through the entire uh, sales and, and project management process, and then email campaigns. So you guys can take a picture of that, and those are some pretty affordable tools that you guys can use.
Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.